Hi guys, it's Baby Peach, and we're back again with, uh, part 29 of Higurashi. Let's go ahead and just continue this. We're back in the classroom. Rise, attention, Mion made up an excuse for her red eyes by saying there was something wrong with her contacts. After that, neither Reina nor Mion spoke to me for the rest of the day. Neither Satoko nor Rikachan looked me in the eye. Strangely, I didn't feel hurt. Everything had just went back to the way it was. The months since I transferred in had been almost too much fun. That was all. School was supposed to be something like this to begin with. I should have disliked that feeling, but today it felt oddly refreshing. The bell, sung, the bell rung, sounding the end of the monotonous school day, which had felt so tense yet so dull, since it would cause a lot of unpleasant memories if they asked me to join in to the club activities. I promptly started preparing to go home, even without looking at them. I stuffed the contents of my desk into my bag, wrapped my hand around Satoshi's now familiar vat, and began heading home towards the entrance. I was assailed by both the exhausting relief that nothing had happened today and the tiring possibility of the same thing repeating tomorrow. But deep down inside, far beneath, in the recesses of my heart, achingly I knew this would be the last day of this cycle. I couldn't tell how the ending would be, whether it would end as I wished it to end or if it would end as I hope it wouldn't. Regardless of my current state, there was something more important than how things would end. There was something I wanted to know. Why did I have to be killed? How did it come to this? Why? For what purpose? The sunlight was relentless. The sun, the heat, even the air. They wouldn't give me answers. Or could it be that the cries of the Higurashi were desperately trying to tell me something? Somewhere mixed them with their shrieks. Tomotaki-san and Satoshi were also probably trying to tell me something. I simply haven't been able to realize it yet. When I do realize it, I wonder if I will be amongst the Higurashi fruitlessly crying to the next victim. Glancing down at my feet, I saw a Higurashi on his back spasming weakly. Wee, wee, wee. There was still much of the summer la left, yet this was already chirping its last song. I couldn't tell what it was saying no matter how hard I listened, but I had to try. I had to try to listen to what it was desperately trying to tell me. At that moment, the shrills of the Higurashi ceased all at once. As if they had huddled together, fearing that the person who'd brought them to their dreadful fate had arrived. There was no mistaking it. A presence was approaching. The sound of footsteps was almost non-existent. If the Higurashi hadn't warned me by the ending their chirping, I wouldn't have noticed. My exhaustion left me in a heartbeat, and its place was a rush of adrenaline that sharpened all of my senses. I was just barely able to hold back that creeping, suffocating feeling of horror. It wasn't something I could hold back for long. 
But in this moment, when I needed to be razor sharp, I was able to retain my composure. I wasn't going to shout like I did yesterday. I hid myself calmly amongst the trees, waiting for my pursuer's shadow. Could I get them to pass me by? No, since I was able to hear their footsteps, they were probably also able to hear mine. They might have already been able to tell that I'd hidden myself and was holding my breath. That person tailing me, was it Raina, just like yesterday? If it was Raina, I wouldn't hold back. I could just yell at her and make her go ahead like yesterday. If it wasn't Raina, it would depend on how they acted, I guess. The footsteps ambled closer. I swallowed, wiped my clammy hands on my pants, and readjusted the grip on my back. I could tell that the fear that I had beaten back once now was waiting for another opening to come at me. Who could it be? I peeked out from behind the tree at the person following me. My imagination hadn't led me astray. It was Raina. There was a bit of relief as I realized it was someone I knew, but that feeling left me in an instant. This wasn't the same Raina that I knew. Her eyes were dark and lifeless, but her mouth appeared as if it was carved into a crescent. Yes, it looked like she was grinning slightly. And in her right hand was an axe. I hid myself behind the tree once again and recalled the unbelievable sight I just saw. What was that just now? That embodiment of terror laid bare? Baseball, practicing my swing, there were tons of excuses for me to be carrying a bat. But for that axe, there was no excuse for that. An axe, just like that. KG Coon, are you playing hide and seek? I wonder, I wonder. My heart was pounding. Hard enough that I was having trouble breathing. What little composure I had been able to hold on to now was crushed. In its place, cold sweat gushed forth, covering my entire body, letting me know precisely what kind of emotion had taken hold. Not good, not good, not good. I wasn't able to hide myself completely. She already knew I was here. Were you trying to scare me, I wonder? I wonder? I decided that it would be better to reveal myself now, since there was still space between us, than to allow Raina to come any closer. I adjusted my grip on the bat again, re-aided myself mentally, and stepped out from behind the tree. <laughs> I found you, Keiichi-kun. Raina was pleased that she found me, eliciting a mysterious giggle. Her mouth was smiling, but her eyes told me she was displeased by the fact that I had been hiding. Those eyes, they were just so empty. My legs began to quiver. Ugh, not good. In the pit of my stomach, some sort of vicious, hot, and cold substance began threading around. If it, I allowed it, that substance would slip into my bloodstream and undoubtedly freeze all of the organs in my body. Not good, not good. I'll be devoured by Raina at this rate. Strike back. Don't lose. Wh what is it? I blustered, hiding behind my bravado. But Raina didn't flinch one bit. Just the same as Keiichi-kun. I'm heading home. Then what about that axe? Then what about that bat you're holding? I I'm practicing my swing. Then I'm treasure hunting. 
Raina gave a flippant explanation as to why she had such a fearsome weapon. Treasure hunting? At the treasure mountain near the dam site, I found a new cute thing. So I needed this to dig it out. H how could I believe that? You wouldn't believe it, would you? <laughs> Raina's laugh was obviously very strange. I'd seen Raina's transformation many times before, but the one today was completely different. Like her mischievous tone and the shrewd glint in her eyes, it wasn't something that roundabout. I'm not sure what to say, it was so obvious. Wait, KG Coon. <laughs> Raina didn't stop walking even as she let out that eerie laugh. Whenever Raina got too close to me, I would scurry away and turn back towards her. The cycle repeated over and over. No matter how you looked at it, I was being chased by Raina and trying to escape. Don't, don't follow me. I can't do that. My house is this way after all. <laughs> when I met with Raina on this road yesterday, she cowered and trembled as she followed my commands, but today was different. Raina didn't show a hint of trepidation. Actually, wasn't I the one who was cowering? If the way home for Raina and me was the same, that's fine. I just changed my route. That'd work out, wouldn't it? I turned onto a side street I'd never been down and knew little about. But Raina saw me do that and followed me while laughing. Why? Why? Aren't you going home? Then just go home, down the street you normally do. Why, why would you follow me down this weird little side road? Those thoughts screamed in my head, eventually spilling out of my mouth. Why are you following me? The tone of my voice was already tinged with terror. Because I want to talk to Keichi-kun. Keichi-kun wants to talk to Reina too, doesn't he? Doesn't he? I don't want to talk about anything with you. That's a lie, isn't it? There's something you want to ask me about, isn't there? Not at all. I have nothing to talk to you about. That's a lie, isn't it? It's not a lie. Lies! Raina's scream echoed, startling some nearby birds into flight. I cringed in fear. The only thing I could do was increase my pace. Let's talk, Keichi-kun. Talk. Talk. Ha 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 ha. Why was I running down this unfamiliar and deserted street? Doesn't Keichi-kun have something he's worried about? N nothing at all. I'm not worried about anything. Lies! <laughs> even though I was running, even though Raina was walking, why wasn't I getting any further away? I know, I know, I really do. You're scared, aren't you, Keichi-kun? I'm not scared. I'm not scared of anything. Lies! <laughs> my breathing grew heavy, and it felt like my legs were giving out from beneath me. Raina wasn't even breaking a sweat. Oh, listen, this time I'll listen. I had no idea what she was talking about or what exactly she wanted to do. This time I'll listen. It will be different from the time with Satoshi-kun. When she said Satoshi's name, I turned back for a moment. But even as I did that, Reina was still advancing. I couldn't afford to stop. Satoshi-kun was worried, too. It looked like he was having such a hard time. But I didn't listen. I was so sad. Where did the street connect to? All these twists and turns, ups and downs. It was hard to believe that this was even remotely in the direction towards my house. My sense of direction had long since gone out the window. I really re I really regretted it when Satoshi-kun transferred out. I thought that if I had listened, he may not have transferred out. 
I really regretted that. The road led me deeper into the forest. Wasn't I getting farther away from the village the more I ran? I lost more and more of my composure the more I thought about it. But despite this realization, my inner self was still disturbingly calm. So you see, I vowed. I vowed that if there was someone struggling like Satoshi Kun did, I'd save them. I don't want to see anyone transfer out again. <laughs> Damn it. Why does transfer even mean? I won't let you transfer me. I won't end up the same as Satoshi. Come on, Keiji Kun, talk to me. I'll be able to understand you, Keiji Kun. I'm your ally. I started wheezing, out of breath. My lungs were so hot that they felt like they were going to explode, and my heart was beating as hard as it possibly could. I should have practiced running instead of my swing. I couldn't even afford to scoff at that stupid thought. If Keiji Kun doesn't have anything to worry about, he'll go back to normal. Everyone will be back to being friends, and we can all enjoy club activities again. Next time, we'll team up and beat Michan. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, how about f how fun that would be. Raina couldn't even imagine how much I had wished I could turn back the clock on these past few days. You could be nice to me again, too. I want to go searching for treasure again. This time, I'll prepare a nice lunch. Actually, we could just go right now. Let's go up to the dam site together. I'll show you that cute thing I found. I'm sure you'll like it too. <laughs> my footsteps made pathetic flapping sounds as my legs wobbled and faltered. Hot on my heels, Raina's steps were sharply breaking twigs underfoot. I had to accept it. I was on the run, being chased by Raina. If she caught me, it was all over. I realized it instinctively. I couldn't even begin to think of what the end would entail. Just that if I were caught, it was all over. That's all I knew. It didn't matter how it was going to end, I wouldn't let it end. Not without knowing anything, not yet. That momentary last was all it took. Of all the things that could have happened, my meat buckled underneath me and I crumbled toward the ground. I tried to stand frantically, urging my legs to respond. I used my bat as a makeshift cane to prop myself up, but Raina was already standing right in front of me. Compared to me, out of breath and utterly exhausted, Raina was so cool and composed that she could have froze the air around her. She wasn't breathing hard at all. Rather, I couldn't even sense if her heart was beating. Are you afraid of something, I wonder? It's not that you like to- it's not like you to tremble, Keiji Kun. <laughs> Her expression looked almost affectionate, those soulless eyes, that mask of affection. As she admonished me for trembling, Irena's hands deftly slipped over her head. The blur of her arms as they moved made me feel as if I was staring at the godliness of the thousand-armed Buddha. Then, as both of her hands met above her head, the axe that she held came into focus. I stared up at it in disbelief. It was all I could do. T t tell me what happened to Satoshi. Raina stayed like that with the axe raised above her head and solemnly opened her mouth. It was as if she was expressing a farewell to a friend she was never to see again. That cruel scenario resided somewhere in her actions. I told you, Satoshi Kun transferred out. Enough of that transfer crap. It means a demon away, doesn't it? Doesn't it? You can tell me now, can't you? 
Who made Satoshi disappear? Was it you, Mion, or someone in the village? Answer me. I became frantic the more I screamed, but Raina did nothing but maintain the smile frozen on her face. I have no idea what Keiji Kun is talking about. Then I'll say it in a way so you do. Who is the perpetrator of this chain of mysterious deaths? You seem to be confused, Keiji Kun. What? There is no human perpetrator. Everything is by Oyashiro-sama's will. Isn't Oyashiro-sama's curse just superstition? You believe in that too? It's not about believing or not. Oyashiro-sama exists. Period. Rena's gaze grew even more gelid. The ferocity of her stare was so intense not allowing me to question anything. There's just no way that something like Oyashiro-sama could exist. You don't believe in Oyashiro-sama? There's no way I could believe it. There's no way it could exist. It exists. Oyashiro-sama exists. Kichi-kun should have felt it personally. But I never felt something like that. Kichi-kun, haven't you felt someone apologizing to you before? Constantly on top of that? All the noise from the outside world disappeared. Only Reina's voice resounded loudly and terribly. You see, until you forgive them, they'll always be with you. At school? At home? At your bedside? I couldn't understand what Reina was saying. It came to me too. Oh, Yashiro-sama did. That's why I transferred and came back to Hinamizawa. I don't understand. I don't understand. What does transfer even mean? What was Raina saying? Hasn't Oya Shiro-sama come to you as well, Kichikun? I'm probably the only one who you can confide in. I won't let you transfer out, okay? <laughs> Raina's demented laughter clanged around inside my head. Was Raina saying Oya Shiro-sama came to her as well? That's right. Last night, I had heard about that when I asked about Reina. Please keep this confidential. Also, part of this may be speculation. Not all of it may be true. Are you still interested? Oishi-san began speaking. Neither the victims nor the school filed a complaint, so there's no preliminary report. Basically, the police hadn't intervened in this matter. So all those details are just what I heard from those involved, meaning it's not that credible. You said there were victims. Didn't Reina just break all the windows? No. Reina Ryuga had attacked three boys using a metal bat. Two of them made it out with only bruises, but the other had been injured so badly that one of his eyes were permanently damaged. Wouldn't that be considered assault? Shouldn't the police have arrested her? For whatever reason, the victim never pressed charges. There was no report to the police, so... They were beaten with a bat and suffered significant significant injuries. Normally, there would be a criminal investigation, but why didn't they press charges? I tried asking for the three male victims for their side of the story, but they were all reluctant, so it's hard to say, but they were all afraid, even after she had transferred schools. Oishi-san, could you summarize it starting from the beginning? Rina hit people while she broke the windows, or was it she started breaking the windows after she got bored of hitting people? They sounded familiar, but the meanings were drastically different. 
On an undisclosed date, Raina Ryugu was conversing with three male students, close friends of hers, near the pool storage shed. Who were those three? I can't reveal their names, but they were close to Raina Ryugu, and it seems they were a group of friends, but she was the lone girl in their group. So it wasn't that strange that the four of them were together. So what happened? I don't know the reason why, but she took the baseball team's bat that was in the pool storage shed and beat the three of them down, one after the other. What? There were no witnesses. There was an account pierced together by an information given at the time of the incident. One day after school, Fran and the three male students were at the pool storage shed talking together. They weren't seeking help, rather they usually met up there. It appears it became a heated discussion. At that time, Raina underwent a change. The change was so abrupt that the three of them didn't comprehend what was happening. Then taking the metal bat, she attacked her friends one after the other leaving her friends covered in blood with gashes on their head, she made her way towards the school building. Then she broke the last windows one after the other. A few minutes later, a teacher appeared on scene and subdued her. What was this change Raina underwent? What matches up in the statement from the three was a sudden change. The point that there was a transformation. Transformation. I could, I also could recall Raina's transformation. I'd seen that change many times before. It was so different from the usual Raina that I couldn't help but believe it was someone else who looked like Raina. That transformation they're talking about, had it happened before? No, there was nothing like that. As far as I could find out in her medical history and past, there was nothing like that. Um, does that happen often where people suddenly change like Raina did? Of course it does. There are plenty of psychological phenomenon that could cause something like that. Then you're saying there was a dormant element in Raina that caused that transformation? I cannot say that for certain, but according to the statements of her friends, it's hard to believe that she had such a side to her. Kind, caring, and adorable. Even before she transferred here, she was probably pretty popular in school like she was now. That girl transforming, suddenly assaulting them with a bat? Who could imagine such a thing? Nobody could have seen it coming. I myself sometimes believed that I was mistaken for thinking that was Raina even now. Then what happened after that? There was a hospital right across from the school, so the three of them were carried in and treated quickly. What about Raina? What about the police? Why wasn't there a criminal investigation? You see, the police can't get involved unless they are called. Even though one was badly injured with permanent damage, why didn't they file charges? That's what caught my attention as well. Either some threat or pressure was placed on them, or they had reason they couldn't file charges even if they wanted to. We're talking about you after all. Of course you looked into it, didn't you? Well, yeah, but I told you at the beginning, didn't I, that the victims were all very reluctant to talk. They didn't want to touch on the matter, or rather they didn't want to be involved. Reluctant to talk. Didn't want to touch it. 
didn't want to be involved. It resembled the villagers here, and now Yeshua-sama's curse. Did the teacher at that school tell you anything? The school is hollowed ground. You could say they tend to keep scandals under wraps. I didn't have a search warrant, so I had to tread lightly, you see. Then there was no comment from the school? No. They denied the incident even happened. It's just three male students were carried in for blunt trauma that day. That's all there was in the hospital records. The victims didn't speak. The school denied it happened. Then you don't know anything at all? Yeah, I know. Nothing other than the incident itself had taken place. The victims also wished this incident to be kept from the public, so if you and I both forgot about it, my son, then this incident would probably just fade away. For a brief period, we sat in silence. At first glance, it looked like a simple, simple assault case, but that was just the tip of the iceberg. The depths were obscured by rolling waves sinking quickly into the void as if it never existed to begin with. After that, she was suspended by the school, and during that time, she underwent psychiatric counseling. Did you hear anything from the doctor? Again, they were very professional in regards to their ethics, or at least very tight-lipped. Nothing even after you showed them your badge. I was told to get a warrant. The badge itself has no legally binding authority, after all. Then how did you know that Reina confessed that it was Oyashiro-sama who did it? There was a nurse I asked in that apartment. She agreed to help me from just showing her my badge. Then what did you say? Turns out that the nurse hadn't heard anything. Apparently, all that she remembered was that she overheard from inside the room. The nurse said that at the time, Reina Ryugu was very calm and mild-mannered. It was more like she was confessing her sins at church than a counseling session. She spoke with her mother there for some, some of it, but partway through, her mother was asked to leave, so it became a private counseling session between just the doctor and Reina for a while. That part with Oyashiro-sama, when did that pop up? Partway through, she screamed the name suddenly. That startled the nurse, and that's why she started listening in. It was Oyashiro-sama! Reina suddenly shouted that. I had no idea what was said before that, so I had no idea what the meaning behind it could have been. The doctor calmly and collectively asked Reina to have a seat. What is this Oyashiro-sama you speak of? Gently, ever so gently, the fundamentals of counseling were believing what you were told. Whoever abandons Hinamizawa will be hunted down by Oyashiro-sama and... They finally got into me. That's the town you lived in before you moved here, isn't that right, Ryuki-san? I didn't want to move, but because of mom and dad's circumstances, we had to. But Oyashiro-sama wouldn't allow it. Ryuki-san must have had lots of friends in Hinomizawa. Even now, you must be missing them dearly, don't you think? I want to go back. Back to Hinomizawa. No, it's not that I want to go back. I have to go back. I should have gone back much sooner, but now it's too late. Oyashiro-sama has come. Oyashiro-sama is the name of the god in Hinomizawa, isn't that right? Everyone knows it's Hinomizawa's guardian deity. Even, and even if you try abandoning Hinomizawa by leaving, you'll incur his wrath. You had moved quite a while ago, didn't you? Then, it was just now that this god has arrived? Is that what you're saying? You might not believe me, but Oyashiro-sama exists. That nurse was then asked by another nurse to do something and left the room. 
That was all that she remembered. That it was Oyashiro-sama's doing, right? I do believe there is that kind of superstition in Hinomizawa. That if you leave the village, then you incur Oyashiro-sama's wrath. You should be familiar with that part, my Barasan. I knew very well that those scorned by the village incurred to hinder the damned construction project, they cursed the construction foreman to his death. Then the following year, Satoko's parents, supporters, and leaders, leading advocates for the damned were cursed to their death. But this was the first time I've heard of the curse incurred by leaving the village. This is my first time hearing that. I can understand outside threats being cursed by the village, but why out also villagers who leave? Normally people who leave villages aren't supposed to be cursed, right? I know it's a bit strange to say, but I could see it as a rule that the people who come in are the ones who would be cursed. Far from Jupiter, far from this thunder, curses weren't something to chase after people that leave, were they? Oishi-san pondered for a bit over the other end of the receiver, then began speaking again. Well, I told you of a long ago when Hinoizawa was called Onigafuchi, didn't I? I recalled hearing that. Long ago, Hinoizawa was feared and respected as the village of ogres. Okay, guys. And we're actually going to end this episode here today. It's all the time I have. Um... But we'll go ahead and save it, and then we can pick up on the on the lore of Hinamisawa on the next episode. Okay, see ya.